0: Aunque ya algo lo conocías, ¿qué piensas de la Liga MX de su nivel?
1: No, eh... la... eh, la... la... la,
0: eh, Well, sit children, let me give you the subject of the day.
1: Hey, welcome to the the Voyeur Show, the Voyeur's Radio, the first-ish,
0: the the second one,
1: reimagining the comeback, the trying this out again, we're we're trying this out (laughs) again, Uh, welcome to the Voyeur's FC podcast, my name is Andrew Medina, across from me is my cousin, Anthony Fernandez, how you doing sir?
0: Doing well, it's uh, good to get on the mics with you again, it it feels great,
1: it's been a minute, it feels great, it feels great, it's like uh, riding a bike as they say. Um we were previously doing the Kicks to the Pitch co- podcast last summer I want to say
0: I think it was two summers ago which is two kind summers of ago crazy. Jesus
1: Christ Um yeah and well, uh, maybe it was
0: last summer I don't know but... Wow time maybe. time flies
1: I don't know days. god I I've I haven't have been doing it that long Um <clears throat> cool so we kind of restarted our own thing again I haven't been doing so much with Kicks to the Pitch as much as uh, I used to, so I have a lot more free time to get creative and to have fun with the soccer stuff. Um, so I reached out to Anthony and I was like, hey man, let's let's do something. I had that itch and I've just been working on like the uh, brand ambassador liquor side of things,
0: which has been pretty cool. It's
1: been great. It's been amazing. I'm, I'm working happy for you. With I'm that. working for a super amazing company. I'm doing a lot. Uh, it's a lot of work, of course, but I also have my passion and this is definitely it. Um, so I'm very glad to be here talking football with you, my friend. How are you?
0: Doing well. I'm, I kind of want to see if we can get this pirate ship flying.
1: That would be nice. That would be nice. You've given it a couple of goes. I feel like we have a proper setup now. We have the time and space to do it. We yeah, have we're a, in my
0: garage right now. We have now. a cool
1: little studio that I think we should build out. Maybe get a big boy desk one day. We'll, we'll see.
0: <laughs> yeah, we just have a, a Zoom recorder and a MacBook and GarageBand.
1: Yeah, but it's working.
0: It's... It's working great. We already demoed a couple calls. We harassed a few people. We did and recap the the audio quality, and we're like, all right, this is this might work.
1: So to give you guys a kind of a background of uh, what we're doing, as far as like our ethos, who we are, what kind of the process behind, or the I guess again the ethos of what behind we're gonna or what we're gonna do, um, who we are as a entity, I guess if you want to call it. Yeah, it's kind uh, of just like
0: honestly, it's like a creative outlet. That's exactly. what voy- voyeurs were started recited initially is just as like a weird creative dump for me and Andrews always kind of thought it was pretty funny what I was doing with it and I'm like let's just make a podcast out of it
1: it and was always it's I always go back to going to Anthony's house as a child I grew up in Whittier and Whittier is in East super East LA basically on the borderline of <clears throat> LA and Orange County so it was a weird it was a cool fun little town to grow up in. Anthony grew up in Fontana and then later on grew up in Ukaipa, which is like essentially in an empire, but also very obscure rural vibes. Yeah. Anthony legit had like farm animals and horses. Grew up on a ranch. Grew up on a ranch. His dad was like, woke up, you know, you guys would wake up at four in the morning and feed chickens and shit like that.
0: Yeah. So
1: when we got like in our, I would say like 10, 11, 12 around that age, Anthony's. Dad, like their parents built a house in Yukaipa on like where well, you guys have like ten acres. Yeah. So they have ten acres. So when we would go to Anthony's house, it was like a it was like an adventure. You know, <laughs> we would literally have to take dirt roads up there. Yeah. Like it was, you know, I mean it wasn't like suburbia. It was like legit like we would go on hikes and we would go fishing and we do all kinds of like fun shit. Yep. It was it would snow by your house, right?
0: Yep. It was just the the rural badlands of Southern California.
1: Yeah. A lot of uh, a lot of meth going on in that area. A lot it, of weird. I mean, shit. it's
0: <laughs> the butt of all the jokes here in Southern California. I mean, I get I still get shit when I give people my number, and they see it's a 909 <laughs> code. <haircut. laughs> They're like, what? What? wait like, yeah. you, you're from there? That's <laughs> like w- like what are you doing here? Yeah, and I'm like, a, I, I oh, left, man. Uh, but the other thing that's funny is. When you share your number with someone who else is, has a nine zero nine, you're instantly like, you have this bond. "Oh my God, where are you from?" <laughs> yeah. Like, "Oh, like you know what it's like to, to make it out." Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you've it, seen the other side. So there's always that stigma. There was there's always that thing. It's just kind of funny, right? Like anyone from the 90, anyone that's from Southern California kind of knows that. Like it's when you meet will. a girl and she would give you a nine zero nine number, you'd be like, "Yo, what do you like?" have a lifted truck, you know, it was always just a dumbass, like, stigma. You go to Glamis and all that shit. Anyway, so and we would go up there and we would, like, go up there for the weekend. So we would go and, like, we would ride bikes and we would ride bikes, like, you know, we would do, like, fun shit, then we would come back. And we were always very artistic as children. So, like, I always revert back to our times where we would, like, literally... Like go back into the, to his house and we would draw like all these weird oh yeah I cartoon remember this. I wish we had the I had
0: like reams of that old pr- printer paper yeah. that my parents would bring home from working at their office job yeah 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 and w- me Andrew and his like l- younger brother Jonathan we would just draw the Sh- most random, random shit stuff. Yeah, like. like-
1: we would draw a lot of, like, soccer stuff, but then we would draw, like... like war scenes? War scenes, like, <laughs> weird That was, like, our, our favorite thing to draw, yeah. It was always weird, like, situation. Like, it was really weird. We were really weird kids. But it was always, like, a very creative sort of fun environment. Just, like, a dump of, like, whatever was
0: on our inner brains.
1: Yeah, of course. And then once we got, like, you know, I would have a lot of soccer tournaments out there. So we would go and kind of... And he had such a big house, we were able to have our own rooms and just chill out. And then we'd go to my games, and we would come back, and we would just play FIFA, And I remember vividly, it was like the 98 World Cup. I meet Anthony and I I always talked about this stuff. So we always like connected, always vibed over that nostalgia and over like being creative in a very weird kind of like quirky, funny way. And we just always had that kind of like same level of mentality and passion and sort of uh, just sense of humor with. uh, Yeah, we
0: both have a pretty warped sense of humor, also.
1: Yeah, definitely. (laughs) I would say we both enjoy like we both enjoy dark humor without a doubt. So when it comes to soccer, we enjoy kind of those those obscure, weird, funny um things and obviously like creatively we wanted to get we wanted to have an outlet to do that so that's what this is um we have a lot more planned i don't want to say too much as far as like anything else
0: playing uh, taking a show at a time
1: yeah but for now it's just a show <coughs> mm-hmm. it's uh and we're gonna do you know we do have other things planned but for now it's just a show we're gonna talk about what we want how we want whenever we want it's going to be free free flowing it's not going to be uh, rigid it's not going to be 10 minutes on this five minutes on this uh, it's going to be talking how whatever we want. With whoever we want, too. With whoever we want, we, we, however we want, mm-hmm. um, in the language that we want, and we're not really going to be shy about it. So that's kind of where we're at, um, and today is the official first comeback yeah. <laughs> of Players FC. So on the show today, just to give you guys a brief rundown on some... You know things that we want to touch on. We're going to talk about uh, the Women's World Cup. Obviously, a lot of soccer is going down right now. A lot of important tournaments, a lot of not important tournaments, a lot of diluted tournaments that are going on. But we're still going to get into all of them. One of them being the delusion of the Copa América. Definitely going to talk about that. Gonna talk about the Gold Cup, maybe get into some U.S. Men's National Team and how. Uh,
0: maybe a little bit of season recap for Madrid and Arsenal. <laughs>
1: uh yeah, we can definitely do that. <laughs> I'm looking forward to. I'm just happy the summer's here. Um yeah. And Madrid are doing extremely well. Um, had a beautiful. We've had a beautiful off season so far, and it's not over, which is scary. Um, but I love it. Uh, I want to talk about some MLS stuff. I just recently, about two weeks ago, back fr- got back from Portland. Did my first away day with the LAFC supporters. It was. Fucking incredible. One of the most amazing soccer experiences of my life, and I've had quite a few. Um, but it was awesome. And of course, we're going to get into some European transfer stuff. Uh, maybe talk a little bit about Mbappe coming to the US and doing uh, the, whole little, the whole little tour and whatnot. But uh, let's jump into it. Let's talk about the Women's World Cup. So far, I admittedly have not been able to watch as much as I would like um, for several reasons. I'm bartending a lot more than what I used to be. And then, of course, my brand ambassador job involves me being out late. So it is a bit difficult for me to go to bed at 4 in the morning and then wake up. At you might
0: s- catch the tail end of the noon game, huh?
1: Yeah, I can I can do that. Um, but typically I'm waking up at like 9 or 10 anyway. So, But now I have a lot more to do. So it's not always easy for me. Um, I have caught a few games. I watched the Italy game the other day. I saw that beautiful goal. I forgot the girl's name, but she uh, had a hat trick, and there was another girl that had a, just like a screamer of a, of a goal against um, against Jamaica, I believe it was. They beat them four five four one five one something like that. Um, but I haven't been able to watch too much. I have watched the uh, U.S. men's or excuse me, the U.S. Uh, women's national team, and they, without a doubt, look like the world champions. They look like the best team in the world. The best team in the world, hands down. I've seen France. I've seen Germany. I've seen even Sweden. Um, I don't think it's there's close. There's a gap. I think there's a gap. I don't think it's close. Even though France is supposed to be like, you know, the It's the, up there. The it team I, right they're, now. I think
0: we're in the top four.
1: Yeah. Um, even teams like Japan, who were who have been strong in the past. Big like
0: back to back finalists.
1: Yeah, they didn't look. Actually, you know who looks maybe str- strong on a, on a, or looks on a, maybe a little, not just right below the U.S. women's national team, is the Italian team. Yeah. They've looked good. But other than that, I haven't seen anything outrageously, you know, anyth- anything super great. But it's also, whenever you watch the Women's World Cup, and it's not to, like, shit on anyone, or it's not to to, to to hurt them or to knock them in any way. What they're doing is, is incredible. It's just a lot of FAs and the infrastructure that these countries have is just not up to par at all. Uh, case in point, the Thailand game, yep. if you want to speak on that.
0: I Definitely. Mean. I mean, it was... Thailand's an... A- amateur team they they, they're one of their star players is just she's like a senior at uc berkeley just a huge gap in quality and it showed i mean that's what happens when you go 13 nil up and it was rough to watch like I, i i i was watching it and just goal after goal after goal after goal and so y- there was a b- there was a lot it was of controversy on such this, right? a there was such there a was gap <laughs> there
1: was there was a lot of controversy about this okay and for me i it's not like there's there's a lot of there's a lot of things that you have to take in mind to, when it comes to this game in my opinion i know everyone has varying degrees of what they believe in and what they think should happen and i get it mm-hmm. like Dude, this is the World Cup. You've been dreaming about this since you were a kid. I mean, I totally understand that. I I've never obviously I never have played on that level, but I've any anyone that ever has laced up soccer boots has dreamt of scoring a goal in the World Cup. Yeah. That's anyone's dream. Mm-hmm. And for them to make it, like all the respect, all the props, it's it's to so it, the cr-
0: yeah. scored their first goal and everything.
1: I, dude, I I understand all that. But also you're the U.S. women's national team. You're the three-time, three-time champion. Three-time champion. You're the reigning champion. You're expected to be in You're the You're expected to be at a certain level, right? Mm-hmm. The Ties, I think their best player is a sophomore at Cal Berkeley. I yeah, believe. yeah, yeah. That's what I just said, yeah. I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, that's kind of wild to me that you would be super stoked about beating a team that way. Yeah. I don't mind that you score. Tw- I score 20 goals, score 30 mm-hmm. goals. I don't give a shit. But the way you they were celebrating, to me was embarrassing. Yeah, it was gotta, it was just not cool. They're, you know, even so, like especially for someone like Megan Rapino, who's like
0: a, a legend,
1: a legend for many reasons. Yep. For what she does off the pitch, you know the whole like she's a she's a she's a, she's a to me she's an example for for any athlete in the world mm-hmm. to do a lot of amazing things, uh, being who she is, being proud and gay and being open about mm-hmm. it and all that stuff, right? And equal pay and all that. She's yeah. been a champion for that. And she, like, all the respect in the world. But for someone like that to score after, eleven, you know, the 11th goal and then go and, like, do this weird, like, crazy celebration. Yeah.
0: Or at 13-0 and the whole the whole bench is kind of doing, like, a little, like, arms-linked party. I, I just, one thing I, I, I think about is that something happened at Barcelona with, when Puyol was captain. The some of the like, I think some of the guys were yeah. doing like a little skit after a goal, and he just like squashed I think it was it. I'm pretty sure it was Neymar, I'm pretty yeah, sure like, he, like, or like the Brazilian dudes, yeah, yeah, just getting a little too comfortable, a little too loose, and not having that being disrespectful. Yeah, he was just yeah. squashed it like no, cut cut the crap, let's get back on our side, let's keep keep the game. Let's going. just go, let's just yeah. go,
1: and you know, again, I understand from both sides. I I would I've I I wrote my I wrote a little tweet on Twitter and they caught fire a lot of people disagreed with me mm-hmm. a lot of people agree with me a lot of people are really kind of like
0: hot about it because they want the women's team to get their shine and there's the whole, the whole debate with the, the equal pay and, and and the gaps between the men's team and it's it's an issue and they wanted to flex oh dude yeah uh,
1: there's no doubt about that yeah. and look here's the thing is like i'm also a champion like there's there's a conversation that, have ha- that happened right before this world cup it was literally a few months before the World Cup started, right? There was the whole equal pay thing, there was them suing the US Soccer Federation mm-hmm. and that they should be paid on par with the men. That's fine. I agree with it. I don't think yeah. they should be paid less. They're professional athletes. Yeah. Now, the question becomes how often does does women's soccer draw in the big numbers? Mm-hmm. And that's a different debate. That's a different sort of situation. You know, I remember there was a press conference with Ronda Rousey, right? When Ronda Rousey was at the peak of her stardom, mm-hmm. when she was crushing everybody. And she was the first female MMA athlete to be like, I mean, transcend the sport, right? She mm-hmm. was doing movies. She was in, in cell phone commercials. She was like a superstar. Mm-hmm. So one of this woman asked her, she goes, what do you think about you know, Floyd Mayweather? You should be making, shouldn't you be making that type of money? and then she goes well he's, he's been doing this a long time he has 50 fights and also he's been doing this a long time and mm-hmm. also he has that draw he mm-hmm. has that power to yeah. draw money unfortunately the way federations are run in many ways is they get money you get
0: paid on how much you're able to bring in
1: they get money based on tv rights and things mm-hmm. like that and i'm not saying that's just the truth that's just not that's not like debatable that's not really uh, but the the truth is is like more consistently mm-hmm. over time the men will draw more but in a world cup year the women draw way more yep. right but the problem is and what sucks and what needs to change is that f you know US soccer federation not only the US soccer federation but MLS and you know to me they need to get more involved and get women's like women's teams involved and and get every big market a women's team I was recently important and that was one of the things that blew my fucking mind was Thorns. The Thorns are so well supported, yep. bro. They have It's a, almost the same. It's, it's almost the same. Yeah. I was out like walking around, I went to the toffee club, and the owner's talking to me about the Thorns game. They mm-hmm. were playing the Thorns game inside the fucking pub. Yep. Why doesn't that happen anywhere else? That should happen. If you're arguing about like like I don't th- I, I don't disagree that any of the women should be paid any less. I don't d- disagree with that at all. However, if the women are gonna get paid, you know, whatever, ten million dollars a year. And their team can't s- sells fifty tickets a game. Mm-hmm. That fucking sucks. Why yeah. is that happening? That's one that thing happening? that's always impressed you me know? about
0: the soccer culture in Portland and how the, the the way they treat the Thorns simultaneously, like in line with the Timbers. It's great, and dude. Like it was the whole city. Yeah, they had an amazing turnout. Almost as
1: equals. They had an amazing turnout. They had a tifo. They're well mm-hmm. supported. You're walking around Portland and people are wearing Thorns jerseys. Yeah. I don't I don't know if I see that anywhere else you know what I mean I, I think it's it's
0: because they market them well of course and they're in the community
1: yeah and people know it I think it's time you know? it's time for MLS to get involved in some way yeah to really put Have a better partnership to really put you know all this talk that's been happening not mm-hmm. only that but we're talking about Adidas we're talking about Nike we're talking about all these super brands that are equality and, mm-hmm. and all this stuff right why? Is it not happening for a female soccer player in America to make a proper living as a professional, mm-hmm. on par with Michael Bradley, on par with Josie Altador, right? On par with these guys, right? Mm-hmm. Why can't they? They're just as good, if not. I mean, they're they're. Be- let's let's face it. They're the 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 women have d- done much better than the men, like historically, by far, right? Mm-hmm. And they should be treated as such, from front to back. Yep. Why is it not happening?
0: it's hard to say yeah. it, it's i think it's just like the old school like suits that, that the existing structure the old structure of how they treat women's sports hasn't evolved yet it's evolving but it's still moving along and it's going to change because girls love to play soccer i have to say two men
1: like of all i'm going to sound like a, i'm probably going to sound bad i'm just being honest like I love, wa- we were just talking about the Olympics. I love watching the Olympics, mm-hmm. right? I love watching gymnastics. I love watching track. I'm talking male, female. I don't mm-hmm. care. Like, I love watching it. But there's a lot of other professional sports where I'm not super engaged when I'm watching like a female level, like basketball. Mm-hmm. I'm not, like, it just doesn't hit me like that. Yeah. And I'm not, again, I'm not shitting on you. I'm being honest. I'm just yeah. being 100% honest, you know? But when I see a professional level female soccer game, I, I think it's, I mean, it's at a high level, dude. Like yeah. these women play amazing. It's total. evolving
0: really fast too, because it be- the games that you see now, the level of play, and the level of play, you see from other countries yeah. now versus twenty years ago, it's night and day. Well, I think you're seeing
1: it now. You had, you know, the the women's Champions League did very well this yeah. this year, um, and more and more, it's happening. I think it needed to happen from Europe, especially in Europe, because historically, soccer has been that's been kind of the 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 hub of greatness in soccer yep. right, for so many years. Obviously, yep. South America. South America like really breaks my heart because a lot of the South American teams are just nowhere near the level of like the the top tier European teams. And, the, and, the and top I think it's still North kind of ro-
0: rooted in a lot of old school. Of course, of course. Yeah, Almost like chauvinistic mentality. That this is a Absolutely. man's game. It's not a woman's game.
1: It it, it, it totally is, and it it's it's unfortunate. But I hope to see that change. It but will in time. In spite of all this, right? Like I feel like with all of this that we've talked about and we can go on both sides of it and i'm just again i'm just being honest you can shit on me you can say negative things i get it like you know that's fine but to me the women are at an elite level the, the 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 americans at least are an elite if not the best right they shouldn't be free of criticism because they've had to endure things they should like they're incredible they're top notch athletes they're still criticism there mm-hmm. if you're the best in the world to me in my opinion i like i'm not going to see spain destroy i don't know nicaragua mm-hmm. and sell it you know or costa rica destroy do, Nicaragua. Yeah, <laughs> whatever do backflips after a couple of goals yeah. or after like five goals you're not going to see that and that's just something that I, maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm being chauvinistic uh, you know i had someone reach back to me like oh well if it was the, if it was the you know, the US men's national team would you feel the same way? I would be like, fuck yeah, of course I would. Why wouldn't I? Yeah. You know, absolutely. We're not we're not, you know, we're not Spain or Germany or anything like that, but we should beat manners Thailand. Manners are manners. We should be Thailand <laughs> and yeah. we should do it with respect. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? We should we should destroy them, like complete mm-hmm. them, beat them, that's fine. But I mean the celebrations were, were way overboard in my opinion. You it know? just
0: tone deaf, it's just like not not being
1: Yeah, yeah. But uh, overall, like I'm excited for the tournament to evolve. The thing with these tournaments too, and like it's still I'm I wa- excited about the knockout stages. That's what I was just gonna say is like because
0: that's when anything can happen. Yeah, and I mean I'll I'll still never forget when the women lost to Japan that yep. one World Cup. I remember, and I didn't think that was gonna happen. Nope, no one did. And it went to kicks, and I didn't think they were gonna make it out of the kicks. But Japan survived, and yep. they made it. They gave. It, they caused problems yeah. to a team that like was so undersized compared to the women's team and it was I was blown away cuz like once it's a knockout
1: I remember seeing that game and thinking yeah. like Japan, Japan was playing like Spain like mm-hmm. like Barcelona 2.0 kind of you know they were playing this like very technical super tiki taka mm-hmm. like back and forth high pressure like three or four on the ball type of situation obviously you saw when the ball would go up in the air it was like yeah. pretty scary but they didn't let it get to that they mm-hmm. possessed they played very well they played beautiful football and you know, the French play a similar way. And mm-hmm. I mean, again, it's, it's the, the Spaniards play very well. Also, I really enjoyed watching them. Um, I just think like right now, the the women's level, the women's game on a whole isn't up to, up to par where you're getting these amazing games in the group stage quite mm-hmm. yet. You know what I'm saying? I agree. You still see these flares of brilliance. You still see a couple of cool things. But I hope what happens from this is that these federations take a look and they can see what the... Potential is if yeah. you put money in actual like finance and, and and you try to like, you know, nurture this because it's it's a, it's a beautiful thing when it, when it's at a high level. You I'm really, really excited
0: that's in France. Yeah, and I think it's a great host country. And well, actually we were in France. a I really years ago, yeah. love what I'm seeing on social media. Like, there's a lot of support behind this World Cup. You know, France is there's a like perf- a good buzz to it.
1: France is one of those perfect cities. Oh, excuse me, perfect countries in Europe to ha- to host something like this because. Mm-hmm. Like we did, mm-hmm. or like I did, you, you know, you could go. We'll go to Marseille, to Paris, to Nice, to wherever. Yeah, and a lot, of, and you meet people th- throughout all of the country. Mm-hmm. You stop in Marseille and you meet people. Oh, I'm going to Nice today. Oh yeah, I'm going there too. Let's take the train yeah. together. Whatever, whatever. And you end up having beers with them in different cities. I did that everywhere I went. It was it was fucking awesome.
0: And you meet people that aren't even that in town for the soccer. Yeah, people are just traveling because oh, it's summertime course. in Europe.
1: But it makes it still very like affordable. It still makes it very tangible and easy. You could take mm-hmm. the train anywhere. Um, and it's awesome. Like I wish I wish future tournaments were held in cities in places like that.
0: Well, yeah, that's that's another topic yeah. that, that <laughs> we can get into about the wrong places getting the wrong access to so yeah. like important games. Yeah, 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 no doubt, no doubt. Because of the almighty dollar. But um anyway. so what
1: do you think? You think the women are gonna the, the US women are, are gonna take it?
0: It's definitely their their titled to lose. But I'm excited for the knockout round because Sometimes they can. someone can get knocked off their pedestal. And unfortunately, I think w- I'm in agreement with a lot of people that so said their target on their back just got a little bit bigger. Oh, no that. doubt. After no that, there's doubt. a lot of people that are going to want to take them down. They're going to have that little extra.
1: I mean, if I'm, because fr- th- they might play France potentially in the semifinals. That's mm-hmm. France is.
0: In the host country, too.
1: Yeah, in the host country. Uh, if I'm fr- France and I see those celebrations, I'm like. Okay. I'm like watching that, like okay, okay, yeah. okay, you know. Um, however, I will be rooting for you, and I will. I want you guys. To w- I want you ladies to win, of course. Definitely. Um, let's see how it goes, man. I, I'm excited. Um, in other news, let's uh, let's shift the let's shift gears a little bit. Let's go on to two other tournaments that are going on that are kind of. Uh, I don't know what what's what. I don't know how to quite put it. Obviously, Copa America hap- Used to happen every.
0: I think it happened every four years. Four years, I think or, it was. Or at least, t- it wasn't every year.
1: So what's weird now is we've had a Copa America in 2016, then one in, well, the last one, w- excuse me, it was 2014, 2016, then we had one, it was three years without one, and now there's one this year, 2019. Yeah, okay? There's another one scheduled for 2020. Okay. So we had those kind of like back to back Copa Americas. Um, the U.S. was in one of them, the Centenario. Yeah, the hundred year anniversary. Yeah, and then the chi- the last one was in Chile. Chile won before that. Mm-hmm. And then they won the one. They won to the again. US. Actually, they won back to back. Excuse me. Um, so there was a lot of like controversy, a lot of talk back and forth. You know, Messi retiring and all this shit. Um, are we? Are you diluting that tournament?
0: One hundred percent, has being diluted.
1: It sucks
0: that it, it almost means nothing to me right now. Because it should be on par with the Euros, it should be at that level.
1: It's not, and it's
0: not. It's being just milked, and it's making it feel irrelevant to me right now. Like I don't have the same buzz, and the, the stadiums aren't even full right now in Brazil. Uh, and, yeah, and so it that's another. Like, I'm that's like, another. What, this is that's a South American r- world, like, South American continental championship right now. All the all the big guys are there, and the stadiums aren't even full.
1: That's really what? fucking odd. Yeah, you're right about that. Um, I th- I feel the same. I feel similar. Uh, they invited Qatar and they invited Japan, which I thought was kind of cool. Qatar being the next uh, World Cup host and Japan being the Asian champions, I believe. But,
0: but they've done been known to do that in the past. Sure, uh, like yeah. They've they've
1: invited the U.S. They've invited. I believe Japan's been there a couple times, mm-hmm. but, which is a cool gesture. Mm-hmm. Um, however. I just don't think it d- it does enough to really like ignite the world and to get people super excited, you know. Um, there should just be more excitement around it. I, I think agree. I think
0: there's everyone that cares is is getting into it, and there's a lot of coverage. The I've been watching just the Telemundo coverage and the Latin American co- coverage is really good, but it, it's just it. I don't like it being cheapened like this. I don't, and the fact that there's another one next year, it just feels so like you realize how <laughs> lucrative <laughs> it is to do true these true tournaments. So I was
1: like, okay, let me. I was like, let me refresh my memory. Let me look at the list of Copa Medicas. And I, when I did, I was like, okay, so there was. It's been three years. I was like, that's okay. okay I get that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean. But we had that weird centenario one, which wasn't supposed to happen. Um, so I think that left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. Um, I think some. I think after it's always difficult after a World Cup and then after a very long European season. For a lot of teams to get super excited about anything going on, yeah. and I think that's a mistake. And having another tournament the summer after a World Cup is always difficult, especially mm-hmm. for players that have played. You know, you had like players that that played uh, deep into the Champions League, of course, right? Yeah. So I think that becomes difficult. I think it's a bit overkill and it's a bit much, um, in my opinion. And I wish w- what I wish would happen is that they just got Concacaf and Bowl, and they put it all together in one tournament. I am
0: also. Like a as a fantasy idea, because like I doubt it'll ever happen, but just to strengthen the 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 whole federations as a whole to combine them into one would make the North American conference half. They'd force the U.S. and Mexico and Costa Rica to raise the bar. Yeah. Because the the standard of play is gonna go way up now. Oh, without a doubt. Because if and it'd be rad to see a World Cup qualifiers. The World Cup qualifiers. They're similarly. Similar in structure to UEFA, because UEFA qualifiers are always intense.
1: Yeah, there, like you got to go to you got to go to fucking Georgia on like a Wednesday night. Yeah, and it's <laughs> like <laughs> you got to win your little group yeah. if
0: you want to go to the World Cup. And yeah. there's always a big dog that le- gets left out. Or like at the last World Cup, a lot of big dogs yeah. got left out. Italy, Italy, Netherlands. Yeah, and it, you can't, you can't coast. You can't just like get by.
1: Yeah, man. It's I like, mean, if
0: we had trouble with t- TNT. Forget it if we, if we were to combine confederations. Let's not bring
1: that up, yeah. <laughs> So, um, you know, I agree with that. I, I agree with it being cheapened. Um, some of the results that have been cool, I mean, I, or not cool, but like, you know, Colombia beating Argentina. I hope Colombia wins it. I want, I want a new team to win it. I want them to do well. I, I've always liked watching Colombia. I think Argentina's extremely overrated. Uh, I think Messi... You know me. I'm not the biggest Messi fan.
0: Uh, I'm not a huge Messi fan either. So
1: <laughs> I think he's okay. great. I think he's, don't get me wrong. I think he's great. Legend. He's one of the best ever, obviously. Like there's, that goes without saying. Um, it's just he's only done well with Barcelona. That's it. And He's, he's only done well with
0: Barcelona. And he has this like magic window where he has like a Copa America every year that he can possibly win. Yeah. And, and that's he what <laughs> can do it. It's like every opportunity there to win a major this trophy is with Argentina. what's insane
1: about this is I was just having this conversation on Saturday with a guy um and we were talking about how you know like m- let's say Maradona Maradona didn't have this many chances this many chances to win tournaments you know what yeah. i'm saying like Messi has had plenty of opportunity to do very well with the national team he's made it to some finals that's not that's not shit on that on him for that but has he been like world beater i'm going to take over the whole fucking planet messi no he hasn't let's be honest that's just hasn't happened mm-hmm. the last and not only that in the past three or four years Argentina has really, really, really been blase. They're 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 not as good as they used to be. Period. They had a really weak World Cup. France destroyed them in the World Cup, and, and it's not for
0: a lack of talent. No, of course not. I mean, it's France just like they can't talented. play as a cohesive like team. And I've said this before. Like the biggest difference between Messi and and, and Cristiano is, I think Cristiano would have won at least a Copa America by now with. That squad of players surrounding him,
1: one hundred percent, dude. He won a he won the Euros with a t- basic ass, and
0: that's the biggest difference between the two. Yeah, for me, it's like Cristiano's a different animal when it comes to like bi- getting a team together. Yeah, after no. after that Euro win, I, I couldn't say anything against that. Yeah, that was pretty insane. Cause yeah, because that, that Portugal team was. They were good, but they weren't. They were insane. nothing
1: spectacular, though. Nothing spectacular. They were even, even though he didn't, he didn't win it. He didn't play in that last game. People forget that he scored basically every goal in the group stage and in the semifinals for them to get there. Yeah. Like, so it was it was really him that got it there. Mm-hmm. So let's not forget that. But and,
0: and Messi's carried Argentina many times before.
1: Yes, absolutely, but not when it mattered the most. Yeah. In the final, not in the final third. Um, moving along, we had the now we have the Gold Cup going on. Uh another, tournament. another
0: like lackluster group stage another that to tournament that
1: I'm not overly excited about uh, Mexico has a decent team playing not like their best certainly not their best I would say but again coming off of a World Cup because they actually fucking played in it um, they're not going to be overly aggressive to get everyone out there you yeah. know a lot of their players played in Europe also a lot of their players are playing in the Mexican League um, so you know they, but they got a g- lot of good young talent they're doing very well so far in the Gold Cup I think they won like 7-0 versus uh, they beat like I
0: forget who they played. I just know that they were at the Rose Bowl and it was... Cuba. Quincy. They Cuba. Oh, yeah. They beat Cuba. Um, so... The Rose Bowl was had a good atmosphere to it. As <laughs> I was watching it on social.
1: So now, um, on that note, let's kind of talk about the U.S. men's national team because they play tomorrow. Who are they scoring off against? Guyana. The mighty Guyana. Let's uh, take care of
0: business, guys. <laughs> Please. <laughs>
1: So, Berhalter kind of came out of the scene and did some good things, had them playing some good football, soccer, whatever you want to call it, had them playing well, they were doing things that really excited me and kind of like, you know, okay, they, they did some cool things. Um, he decides to take Jess's artist over Josh Sargent, which is fucking mind-blowing to me, Um Jess's artist as a striker, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, someone who's, he had a decent season last year with uh, Columbus. Uh, but certainly no one who's ever really like i don't think anyone's afraid of him or uh he just hasn't been at at the, at the level that i would ex- expect or want mm-hmm. um i understand an experiment seemed to happen and i understand um you know there's a, there was a lot of knock on the us men's national team after playing horrible against um, uh after losing to jamaica and uh was it ecuador
0: what was the game of the that was in the under 20 where they lost to Ecuador, I think.
1: No, no, no. Was it Jamaica they lost to? No. No, right yeah. before the, the. Yeah, they lost to Jamaica okay. and then they lost to. I felt like they lost to another. Venezuela. They lost to Venezuela. Oh, okay. That's what it was. I, was. I was trying to think of the South, other South American country. So we get blown out by Venezuela and we lose to Jamaica. So those are the two games leading into Copa America, right?
0: Okay, uh, Gold Cup.
1: The Gold Cup, excuse me, Gold Cup. So with that, I'm like, hey, sick confidence, bro. Like, Ugh. we looked absolutely garbage trash horrendous from front to back defense looked anemic uh, goalkeeper making ridiculous decisions uh, I mean I can't even I just I'm, I'm like I, I'm getting frustrated thinking about it and talking about it because it was so like disgusting to watch and there was a lot of like again there's always this thing when you go on social media or, or Twitter or reddit or whatever and you go and you kind of like see what the general vibe is and people are like overall disgusted, but then there's these people saying like, oh, imagine being mad about, about, uh, imagine being mad about uh, you know a coach trying to experiment and trying to bring some new things. So that's all. That's getting gravy. That's fine. We need to experiment for sure, right? But we're leading. We're going into the Copa América. You should have your squad, like pretty much dialed in. Y- yeah. You know, or excuse me, Gold Cup. You should have your squad dialed in. You should you should know who's going to be playing at that point, right? There's zero confidence amongst the team. I. I'm sure they're going to beat Guyana, I'm sure. Yeah. But I don't know how much, like...
0: Like, how far they're going to make it.
1: I don't know how far they're going to make it, uh, nor do I really have any confidence in them. So and the reason
0: it's still up in the air whether they can make it to the final, in your opinion?
1: I, I have. I don't even know if they're going to make it out of the group, bro. Like, <laughs> they played so <laughs> awful. Dark. They made Venezuela look like... we. They, it was 4-0,
0: dude.
1: 4-0 to Venezuela. That's, Has I mean, Venezuela ever made a that's World scary. Cup? Scary. Yeah. Yeah, they've made the World Cup. When? A, I, a few
0: seasons ago. I don't remember. A, f- a few cups ago. I, I mean, they're a strong South American team, but they, they're, they're not. They're not four zero against the U.S. It's strong. not Brazil.
1: Yeah. It's not Chile. It's you know what I'm saying. And they they got they they just got destroyed. And it was in the first half, you know. And it was yeah. just it was so awful, so embarrassing. So, and people say like, don't overreact. No, fuck that. We didn't make the World Cup. There's been nothing but shit since that. Mm-hmm. We had a couple of cool friendlies that looked great. But other than that, we've looked horrendous. And it's embarrassing. And we need to get it fucking going. Like, this is not okay. This is not okay. And not only that, what's ha- what's happened is, is, like, the lineups that are being put out and the people that we have, in- the team that we have at the Gold Cup is not one that fills me with confidence in any way, shape, or form. Like, at all. You know, there's a couple of good players there. But certainly no one that, like, I'm, I feel like if we play Mexico, we'll lose, like, 6-0. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I feel.
0: There's definitely, like, a gap with the senior squad right now. And it's, it's just frustrating because you, you, we want, this team has, has been in better places in the past yeah. with a squad of players. Yeah. And right now, it's, like, in this weird, like, bogey generation.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, there's no, Landon Donovan is gone. Uh, Clint Dempsey is gone. Um, Christian Pulisic, he's just the the, the one guy. Christian Pulisic. there's a couple of guys, man. Like, but it's all younger guys, you know. It's Weston McKinney, uh, uh Christian Pulisic, Adams. There's there's a couple of g- a good young talent, but no one has been able to like shine at these big tournaments yet. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And to me, not making the World Cup was just like one of the most devastating things that could happen to the U.S. men's national team. Mm-hmm. At a very pivotal time in terms of where we're at with our generation, as a whole, with with the generation culture of, in the country. Yeah, with the crop of players that we have. Also, um, you got to have something to shoot for and something to strive for and something to like. And you want to have
0: cups under your belt. Being of being there, knowing what it means knowing what it feels like to be at a World Cup.
1: Yeah, so uh, I'm not overly confident, man. Uh, but I guess
0: on a positive note, the under 20s had a decent tournament.
1: They did. They looked amazing. They beat France in a very. That game was so crazy. Uh, France has this guy, Diaby, who's a right back, who was probably one of the best players I've seen. Like He's about to get picked up by somebody, mm-hmm. for sure. He was absolutely just destroying the U.S. back line on that right side. They could do nothing to stop that guy. He was just fucking all over the place. His engine was crazy. Uh, but what the U.S., uh, the, the under-20s have is their midfield is actually decent on the ball. And they're decent going forward because they have... They
0: create a lot of opportunities.
1: I think basically all of them play in Germany or play in mm-hmm. Europe on some level. The entire backline was MLS, which is kind of funny, I mm-hmm. think, or for the most part. But you saw a different level of sort of, obviously, a different level of play and confidence on the ball that we're not used to f- with American players. And that's something that I've wanted for forever, you know? And it's always been incredibly frustrating when we would play better opposition, we'd do this kickball shit, or we would do this like counterattack, long ball shit, where sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't. But
0: there's nothing you want to bet the house on. No,
1: fuck no. It was it was all over the place. You gotta right?
0: make your own luck and you have to do that with a strong midfield.
1: So yeah, you have to do that with a strong midfield and the under twenties have that. And they have a competent striker and a lot of things, right?
0: And it's the ultimately these un- these youth tournaments, these youth cups, you get to see where everyone else is at. Where all the other countries are at, the yeah. fact that we were able to knock out France, who were probably a, a favorite for the tournament, they were
1: the favorite. Yeah,
0: it, it's, it says a lot that while things at the senior level are not looking great at the moment, but see, like the future, it, 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 there, there, we have something to work with. Sure, but th- that's years.
1: also happened in the past. Like we've done well, like Freddie oh, his, generation and Altidore. Yeah. yeah, we've always done well at these tournaments. You know, what is what? What falls off? What happens?
0: I think it falls off when they're not being tested week in week out with their pro teams these kids got to stay in europe i'm a big i guess euro snob like these kids need to be at european teams week in week out training trying to be on that team sheet every week and that's very important mexico figured that out because i looked at a couple seasons ago there's way more mexican national teams play mexican national team players playing on Champions League teams, yeah. Than Americans, yeah. I will say that.
1: And that is vital. I will say if that if we want to
0: like really level up and be able to, like, you know, trade punches with quality opposition in international tournaments, yeah. Like the biggest thing is, our is our talent playing in the Champions League, that because that, that's the measuring stick, yeah. For for all the global talent, yeah.
1: Christian Pulisic is, but no one yeah. else. Yeah. I mean. uh That's just the truth, and that sucks. And it's not. uh,
0: But uh, we got what, Christopher Wea, George uh, Wea's son, Tim Tim Wea,
1: Tim Wea. Yeah, I mean, he's he's another. He's he was uh, one of the one of the shining stars for sure.
0: And just someone that gives you confidence that like, that 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 kid's not that kid has an opportunity to make a name for himself.
1: Yeah, and the way he plays, he plays like with zero fear. uh, Very very good on the ball, credible passer. He can shoot from far. I mean, he has everything. He has everything. He's so young and he's just like But
0: played for Celtic this season on loan from PSG. PSG.
1: I believe he's gonna be going to there was another fuck, what was the destination? I gotta look back at it. But um yeah, I mean he's definitely someone that could be that next guy, right? That yeah. next guy. Um and he did very well for Celtic. They love him over there and that's great. But I you know, I want him to to succeed, I want him to do well, I want him to play in Champions League, like you said, day in, day out. And I wanted to bring that to the U.S. Men's National Team because there's been nothing to really be excited about in a long time. Um, so I don't know, man. I have I don't, I, At the moment, I don't have any confidence in the U.S. Men's National Team. I will be watching tomorrow uh, with a very um, – just being with jaded as fuck, of course. <laughs> just, like, <laughs> miserable. Because All
0: right, show me what you got, kids.
1: Before that Venezuela game, I was like, I can't wait to watch this game and just be miserable. And within like 20 minutes, I was like, uh, ha, ha, ha here we fucking go, here we go, here we go. Uh, so we'll see how it goes with that, man. I'm not overly excited, to be honest, but obviously I'll be watching because I'm a glutton for punishment. Speaking of punishment, let's talk a little bit about, actually, you know what, before we get into your masochistic ways, we'll get into, uh Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wish you could see the look Anthony had. <laughs> Just like uh, oh we can gonna God. talk about this right now. No, no, no. Uh, let's talk about MLS very briefly. And talk about your away trip. Oh man, so oh, I think
0: that's a big, a yeah, yeah, big oh. experience for you.
1: Uh, without a doubt. So I haven't been traveling anywhere near as much as I have been. I haven't gone to Europe. I've been to Europe in since the last time we were there. That was over a year ago.
0: Yeah, we went um, December seventeen.
1: No, it was twenty eighteen. It's oh, was 2017. It's late, late 2017. Yeah. Late 2017, yeah, yeah. So I haven't been to Europe in a while. I haven't been, I haven't traveled, uh, you know, basically at all. So this was my first time out of the state in a while. In a good while. Anyway, so when the opportunity came up, I just thought it would be great because I knew, first of all, I love the, I love what LAFC is doing as a whole. I've never been shy about it. Um, The supporters are something that is obviously a big, big, big factor of just being excited. Just just something to... to Just nailing it. Just nailing it.
0: 100% Yeah. top to bottom. The evolution of this club, it's just like, oh, they did that right. They did this right. They're just hitting all the marks that I've always wanted to see in a professional team here in the States. And... Well, a, t- a professional team here in Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah. Also. And it's just, it's weirdly gratifying. It's just like, I can't believe this is happening. And <laughs> yeah, It's going yeah. this well. Yeah. It's just, I mean, it's, it's like, amazing.
1: I Like, when LAFC was first becoming a thing, um, I wasn't all in right away. I was like, let's see what, let's see how it goes. Because if it's going to be Galaxy or if it's going to be Chivas, I don't know how I'm going to feel about it. I'm probably not going to like it. You know what I mean? Because it, like, there's always this this back and forth of like, where are all these fans from? Where's it's because they, there just wasn't anything in LA that appealed to people that enjoyed football culture yeah. in general, right? That's what it was. So LAFC has changed my mind dramatically about what I thought American American soccer could be, mm-hmm. and what it is is something special and unique to the point where the entire world is is paying attention. And I don't mean that in a, in like a Uh, I'm not being facetious. I'm like being serious. It's people know about us and it's crazy. It's fucking wild. It is a thing. Um, And I experienced that going to Portland. So when I I saw the fixtures, I was like, I want to go to, I want to go to this. I want to travel with the away supporters. I want to hang out with them. I want to see how it is. walking to the city, marching to the game, being in the stands,
0: which is to me, one of the most fun things you could do as a sports fan in general. Uh, oh, it like yeah. is to go to away game
1: well this is something that american culture just doesn't understand it happens uh, in college
0: at all i think college sports that maybe
1: maybe but not on the level of certainly it, it's not a thing like soccer
0: you know i i mean i think i love college sports because it's the closest we got to soccer because i've been to like ucla football games mm. like and i've seen a ucla football game against oregon and there, th- it's like the whole organ end is packed, or an ASU, and sure, Like sure. the whole end okay. is packed. So it's like it's yeah, y- it's fun to go to the other team stadium party.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's that's fun to yeah. ruin yeah. parties. Yeah. <laughs> that's it's really fun, and that's what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so Portland, I've always just wanted to go because I've heard it's a dope city. Uh, I have a couple friends that work at Nike. I want to go visit them. Just kind of go, get lost in the city, do my thing. So I went up uh, alone for the first day. Just kind of walked around the city, got lost. Went back and then and I met full a LAFC garb. Full LAFC <laughs> garb, getting <laughs> weird looks for sure, without a doubt. Uh, people did not like. They did not like us there with. A, I mean, there were, don't get me wrong. There was a lot of people that were super nice and like, you know, had some beers, talked with some people. But there was a lot of dirty looks, a lot of um, a lot of people upset <laughs> for sure.
0: And people don't like Californians in general. Ah, uh, yeah,
1: but also <laughs> we were pretty loud. We stopped traffic. Um, <laughs> this is gonna change. This is. This is what's beautiful about the situation, right? Is that nine, about 900 people went from L.A., 900 away supporters. Mm-hmm. Um, in the history of MLS, I haven't seen a game where I'm watching, like, let's say Toronto, and I only hear Montreal fans or I only hear yeah. Dallas fans, right? When we watch San Jose, LAFC, you don't hear San Jose at all. No. Even in the RSL game that happened in the Open Cup, you only heard the LAFC fans, and it wasn't that many of them. That's fucking wild, dude. So to go to Timbers match was not only was it a historic match, like in the perspective of what is happening at that stadium, who they are, who they have been historically in MLS, a to me a top tier franchise. Historically, they've done well. They watched, one of the
0: best representations of MLS, without a doubt.
1: Best, some of the best supporters, if not the best supporters in MLS, historically. Um, and so I just, you know, this whole Soccer City USA shit that, mm-hmm. they, that they say. I think it's a little funny, but whatever. Um, so, I, I went there with this kind of open heart, open mind, like, wide-eyed, let's see what this is. Um, and I met up with my cousin and his wife. We hung out, we ate good food, we got beers, we did our thing. It was fun, man. It was just a fucking beautiful time. Now, the Game day was weird because we got up, we went to go watch the Champions League, we watched the Champions League, and then we basically drank all day and marched to the stadium. This is something that's going to have to change and going to become a thing in MLS because of away support and because what's going to happen naturally when new teams come on, they're going to look at what everyone else is building and just it goes higher from there. Yeah. To me, what... LFC has done is they've looked at the Timbers, they looked at Seattle, they looked at Dortmund, they looked at all these like
0: they looked at a lot of international supporters. Yeah. And what gets without the, like, a doubt, international and this supporters. This is the brilliance of YouTube. You see how hard other people go, yeah. and you're like, we want to do that. Well, so when we
1: were when I met up with some of the guys, they were having beers. We were sitting at their Airbnb, and they're watching chants, and they're watching marches, mm-hmm. and they're trying to coordinate how they can do a march at. Mm-hmm. So they're like, literally, like studying this shit. Yeah. you know what I mean. And that's fucking awesome. That's like, I'm like, hell yeah. You know, I love that shit because they are, you know, living, breathing the culture and they want to elevate their game. And that's fucking awesome. You know, I can't hate on that. So this is what's going to become a thing is uh, it's going to have to change is that our march to the stadium was not planned very well at all. And the way it happened was the supporters group and LAFC had to get in contact with the Portland front office. Portland Front Office has never experienced this type of voice support, obviously. They were ill-equipped. Uh, they didn't have a proper route for us to march. Uh, we stopped traffic. There was honking. There was a lot of confrontational situations. There was no police at all. There was yeah. one... I saw one police officer the entire time. Um, and I know that if that was like in Carson, it would have got really ugly. Really, mm-hmm. really ugly. Um And I'm not just saying that because, like, I'm saying that because I know how it is on both sides. I saw what happened at the Association League a couple uh, months ago. I know how supporters feel about each other. Not only that, I've been in other places where support culture is taken to a different level. I don't agree with that shit, but you cannot control everyone. And whether it's good or bad, people feel some type of way when you march into into their city like that. In front of their stadium, in front of their fans. Yep. People are going to feel some type of way. So I hope that in the future, things can be a bit more segregated and kind of we have a proper escort situation or we have a proper march situation where we don't have any confrontation. Um, but for the most part, everyone kept you know, themselves under control and everything was good. When we got to the stadium, we had to wait uh, almost two hours on the side in the sun, kind of like at this weird barrier area. Again, ill-equipped to handle that type of situation. There was two doorways for nine hundred people to get through. Uh, we all had to go through metal detectors and all that. I understand the safety situation, but we got to do better. It just has to happen.
0: Here's the thing: I've had I've been to one away fixture, Arsenal, and it is so tightly segregated. It
1: has to, it has to be, it, oh, especially it's in England, so I mean
0: tightly segregated, and. You have your separate entrance, separate concessions, separate everything. And then the, mo- the most recent game, I, I went this past winter in, in November. I went to a game in, in Sweden, actually. It was Malmo. It was at Malmo Stadium. And it was against Hammer Brey from Stockholm. We got there early enough because we were going to shoot some photos. And we got there right when the away support showed up from Stockholm. And the cops were ready. Of course. Bunch of cops on horses, bunch of cops on the street. And basically, you don't if if you're wearing scarves of the rival team, you you don't get to just go anywhere. Yeah. yeah. They're like they're being escorted (coughs) to the arena. Yeah. And we were just kind of walking with them, taking photos, and then we were trying to leave, and they're like immediately they were like, no, no, you're not leaving giant, scary Swedish police officers. And then we're like we're, we're from California. We're just, And then they just heard us speak, and they're like, all right, just get the And then I had my tickets in the away section of, that sta- of uh, Mamo Stadium, and I had to walk all the way around, separate entrance. And then you, if you see the entrance, it's like a security – it's like a border point, checkpoint. Bunch of scary cops. Like, you're just not going to want to pull anything. And then you get in, and that whole away section is just – Separate and netted up.
1: So that was another thing. and It was super fun. <laughs> that was another thing <laughs> is the away support was not segregated at all. So they gave us like a small little section. And then basically what, m- what more people did was they bought tickets in kind of like to the left of us. Mm-hmm. Right? Because there were so many people. Yeah. So there was families like Timbers supporters mm-hmm. that were like sat trying to sit in the middle of the LAFC supporters.
0: They're like, well, we bought our tickets here.
1: <laughs> they were looking at us like, what the fuck is going on? Like, uh, what, why, what is this? And so, you know, Portland, the, the the ushers in like the front office came and escorted them, gave them other seats. Yeah. Because dude, there was a guy that walked in the middle, like he's walking up the stairs. He's like, like well, I'm going to get to
0: my seats. He, go,
1: he <laughs> li- points at me and uh, Sergio, my cousin, he, go, he points at us. And he's trying to talk to us and he's covering his ears. Like he's plugging his ears because we're too loud. And I'm like, bro, you're going to have a really rough game. You should probably sit somewhere else because it's not going to get any quieter. Yeah, um, It's not going to go down like that. Um, but once the game started, everyone was just... We were kind of like... The energy was sucked out of us because we were waiting for so long and everyone's mm-hmm. tired. And then they want us in there a couple of hours before the game starts, of course, which is fine. I understand. Uh, so we get in there and we're kind of sectioned off in this weird little corner. But it's awesome. So we get there, we start getting beers. Everyone's feeling good. Chance start hour and a half before the game, um, and then they don't stop. This is something that I haven't felt in a while. I haven't felt with the, I haven't sat with the supporters in a, in a, a, I mean maybe a year or so. So the energy was incredible. Um, the vibe of the entire stadium it, it looked beautiful, but uh, the Timbers Army was. I can say this without any sort of hesitation was very, very, very underwhelming.
0: Um, I think it was a bit of a reality check for them.
1: Lackluster. They were qu- quiet. I didn't. I didn't really hear them at all. Um, the tifo I thought was weak as fuck, like super weak
0: for a team that's historically had. Insane. I think ti- I think awesome Timbers had
1: some of the best TIFOs ever. Mm-hmm. You know the Freddie international
0: international level TIFOs. Yeah,
1: yeah. The the Freddie Cougar TIFO, The uh, the Ro- was it Rob Ross was his name. The Bob Ross. Bob yeah. Ross. The I mean, there's so many good ones. But I just thought this one was apparently it was some obscure like, um, uh, so some obscure amusement park that people from Portland know about or from Oregon know about. Which was like, I thought this would have, I thought it could have been like, I guess this is me being arrogant and you know. For, Maybe rightfully so, is that like I thought maybe they would have said something to us to make like s- something about LAFC and like shit uh, on us in yeah. some way or done some like big like because it was their they haven't played this was their first home match since they've done the, re- the rebuild of the stadium mm-hmm. so they haven't played at home all season uh, they've had a rough season they don't have the best team right now but I expected it to be like whoa and it wasn't um, yeah it looked beautiful everything looked beautiful don't get me wrong like the atmosphere was great everything was cool it's just um I didn't hear them. I expected to hear them. I expected to see more, um, and there was a lot of sitting down, quiet periods. And I think there was several reasons. First of all, like I don't think their 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 support is as strong as it used to be. You know, um, I think it was their first time in their new stadium, so they haven't really had that in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, I think the early goal. I We scored within. First five That's minutes. That's always deflating, to any- I and it was a really bad keeper error, so I think that was like certainly deflating, and um, just the game was awesome. We we came out two 0 Should could have been three nil. Um, then uh, they come back really hard in the second half to start the second half. Then we, we turn it up a bit and we score and get our third goal and then we hold on and it's a it's a great game. Uh, game was awesome, very chippy. Like they. I mean fouls all over the place. Very dirty. Very. I mean, there was a lot of fouls on Carlos Vela. There was just. It was crazy, man. It was. It was a really tough, chippy, tight sort of game.
0: Yeah, it, it was fun to watch on TV. Yeah, I saw it.
1: And when I when I played it back and I heard how we sounded and everything, I was pretty pretty happy, pretty blown away to be a part of it. Um, it's something special, man, because we've starved for this sort of culture my whole life in 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 the states. I've wanted that.
0: I think it's gonna w- it's waking it's gonna wake up Portland and be like oh yeah this is remember we used to do this shit yeah it's gonna be like all right we gotta like turn it up because all these new teams are are going at it hard
1: yeah yeah and I, I think it's it's
0: huge for LA because I think it's the first major market franchise that has gone this hard I think New York has two teams and I don't think it's at the same level at all
1: well no it's been for New York it's because they don't have like the the you know, and NYCFC and plays in, in Yankee Stadium. They don't have their own stadium. They don't have their own proper... They don't have their own home, really. Yeah. You know what I mean? The bank is LAFCs. It's their home. Yeah. And it's it feels like home when you're there. You know, And it's, it's like it's a perfect theirs. arena. It's a, it's perfect for it, right? And it's in the perfect place and all that stuff, mm-hmm. right? And it's literally like lightning in a fucking bottle. Um it's just staying there. The, the vibe was just incredible. And I, w- I remember feeling tired. And then during the game, I just i didn't get tired at all. I was just up. I was singing. We were chanting the whole time. Um, yeah, there's just an energy and a thing that's just so fucking special about that. It really is the best.
0: That, that's the other thing, like kind of going back to like the, the Premier League reference with Arsenal. There's The atmosphere at the Emirates has always been kind of muted and, and kind of just not. Not lively, but one thing that's always kind of been consistent is the away support. And there's been people that told me, like, you got to go watch them away because. Where did you go? You went to
1: Stoke, right? No, no, I went
0: to um, Southampton.
1: Oh, Southampton. I went
0: to St. Mary's. And it was so much fun because you're with all the the people that want to chant want to stand they're there to watch the game there's the, the, all just the hardcore people
1: yeah it's not like touristy it's not this like. yeah
0: like it, it like i ran into the dudes from uh arsenal fan tv <laughs> like i just like sat at a table and just like I, I, didn't, I was so quiet. I didn't want to just like. Oh, I would have been it.
1: there. I would have been there talking my fucking head off.
0: I just know. was like, oh yeah, 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 I'm just from LA, just just what hanging they out. They, they, they didn't. They were super welcoming. What was, was their just, reaction to that? They didn't care. No, nothing. They were just like, all right, cool, nice to meet you. Just like yeah. didn't bat an eye. Yeah, we went to just some away. Like there's a pub too because one thing I've I've seen in London and other places whenever there's a game, it's like. No away supporters. No away supporters allowed in this pub. Yeah, and so you, that you was you another thing with us sign. is like
1: they gave us an away supporters uh, pub. pub, and the owner was not happy about it. Oh <laughs> my god! Because I mean, it was a huge place. It was a big ass bar. It's almost like a parlor, like a pizza parlor. It looked like, um, and everyone's there to watch the championship game. Everyone's playing pool. Everyone's having a good time. Then the chants start, and you can see the owner start to get nervous. Then uh, there's people are smoking outside. He's like, "Hey, you can." You, they have this weird rule. You can't smoke within like ten yards of their, of their front door or something. Mm-hmm. I forgot like these weird rules that they have. Um, then the guys are like, you guys can't smoke. So then of course people started got smoke bombs, oh little smoke God. Bombs. So <laughs> there was that. Um, but yeah, we weren't. We obviously no one else was really going to go anywhere. And on the march, you start to see all these Timbers bars. Mm-hmm. Like literally, you see Timbers like neons in the windows and like shit like that. All these Timber supporters, people hanging out the windows of their uh, apartment complexes, like, flipping us off. People were mooning us, yeah. like, <laughs> the whole nine, you know? So this old man got really aggressive. Uh, there was a couple people that were coming through and, like, high-fiving us and, like, being really nice, of course. Um, but, you know, it was fun, man. It was it was a fucking incredible experience, one of my favorite, like, soccer experiences uh, of all time. And so I definitely can add it to that, like, list of, like, amazing memories for sure.
0: And it's awesome when that happens in the States. Uh, like, you know?
1: Experiencing that in the states, like already LAFC has made me experience things in the states that I never thought possible. You know, same. I feel the same. Things way. that like you know, like see, yeah, just a lot, a lot. Obviously, seeing that that first like uh, you know the first derby and that whole situation. I mean, that was just while it didn't go, it, it wasn't good for LAFC. It was necessarily good, you know, for them to lose like that. But I think for soccer culture in America, it was incredible. Um to have that energy was electric and th- without a doubt it was something that is very special. I'll never ever forget. And then all of the memories at the bank, of course, now it just feels like this it feels surreal when you're there and you're seeing all this. It's 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 uh it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. So to be a part of it in some way is, is fucking incredible and I love it. Yeah, and it, it, yeah. it
0: it's it's making it's gonna make everyone else get better too. It's gonna it's for it forces like the Timbers to like realize well now you have Miami
1: who's going to be coming Austin um you know even Cincinnati's done very well with their supporters Mm -hmm. they've done a good job um people are hungry
0: for it man people want to want to go to soccer games and want to like you know there's there's a lot
1: of there's a lot of like small market teams that that have potential so or excuse me smaller markets that have uh potential to do something so uh, yeah I mean I hope it does and I just uh you know when people go to an LAFC game. When people ask me about it, casual people that don't really know much about soccer, they don't necessarily go because they know about Carlos Vela or they know about, you know, Diego Rossi or anything like that. They go because they it's want, fun. they want to experience that, mm-hmm. that atmosphere. So when that happens, I, I get I get an even bigger smile on my face because mm-hmm. that's how you get people into the game. Mm-hmm. You get people into the game by. Showing them something they've never seen before.
0: Yeah, you go and it's a party. Yeah, it's.
1: I mean, dude, like, don't get me wrong. Like the fact that LAFC is actually a fucking really good team f- for MLS standards is awesome. You know, that's that's really really that makes it better, of course. Yeah. But you know, every more and more you're seeing the atmosphere at the at at the bank where pe- everyone's doing chants, everyone's jumping, everyone's doing a lot. So it's 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 growing. Yeah, slowly but surely. Yeah.
0: The whole stadium's going to know what's being said in the North Bank. Yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. It's just going to take it's just a matter of time. Like more and more people are going to f- get on on board with like what the whole fan culture is ab- about. And I honestly never thought I would see it here in, in LA. Yeah. Uh, once before the LAFC was even a thing, I thought I'm like, man, when I visited Portland, I di- I didn't go to a game there, <laughs> but I saw how big the Timbers were in Portland. I'm like, Damn, am I gonna have to like live up here to like have a good like American soccer team? Yeah, that's one thing. That's one thing about point? Portland.
1: One thing about Portland, as I will say, is I know they say Soccer City, and I was like kind of shit on that. But I will say that when you walk around the city, every pretty much every corner of every bar or restaurant, there's some sort of t- Timber's paraphernalia. You mm-hmm. see people rocking Timber's jerseys everywhere. Mm-hmm. I saw way more Timber's jerseys than I saw uh, Trailblazers jerseys. Put it that way. Yeah, yeah. And I saw way more uh, Timbers. Of uh, you know paraphernalia or whatever the fuck you want to call it, mm-hmm. and then I saw uh, Trailblazer stuff. But you know, I mean, it's it's they're very well supported, and it just it's an example of what you can what you can have.
0: Yeah, when it's like <coughs> kind of like a fixture within the whole community with the whole city, it's that's what sports needs to be. Yeah, and I think LFC is on the right path.
1: Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> it was really cool too. I, by the way, I went to go to the I stopped by the Toffee Club, and that was a fucking really cool experience. Toffee Club is this kind of, um, I believe it was a guy who uh, used to work at Nike. He's an Everton fan, started this, uh, opened up this bar slash pub. Uh, kind of a lot of soccer-inspired stuff uh, in there. He has, like, a clubhouse. He, All the games are there, of course. Um, really cool shit. Honestly, check, check that's,
0: those place. I love places like that. Because yeah. I feel like spots where y- that are, uh, like, 100% soccer-friendly viewing locations, are very underrated and they're important. And it's when you find one that gets it, it's it's amazing. Yeah. I I love it. And I wish there was more places like this where you know hundred percent that they're gonna be open at four. <coughs> yep. There's gonna be food. There's gonna be coffee and it's not gonna be an issue. Yeah. You know, it it's really it's it it's happening, but it, it's so much fun when, when pe when places nail it. Of course.
1: All right. Uh, moving along, we have European transfer news. Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! I am smiling. <laughs> Real Madrid probably had the worst season in uh fuck, like fifteen years or something, or like yeah, since, since they were like a not a winning Champions last League. Last season was pretty rough. Uh, finished third, almost fourth. Um, for a while, I was like, "Man, are we going to make the Champions League?" Uh, it was just—it was a really arrogant transfer window for me last summer because we lost Ronaldo, and we're like, "We got this young talent. We still have our core group of guys. We're going to be okay." Um, while well, everyone else—everyone else was building in some way, shape, or form—I um, didn't see much. We obviously didn't do much, and then we didn't do well <laughs> in this throughout the season. Clearly, uh, Ajax destroyed us in the Champions League, which. I mean, Ajax, I don't know. I didn't want to think about how they didn't make the final, but Ajax was just like the darling Cinderella story of last year. Uh, They reminded me of Dortmund a few years ago when Dortmund had Lewandowski, and Goethe was flying on all cylinders, and uh, Royce was healthy. And, you know, remember that squad that was just... They were fucking incredible. Um, So, you know, with all that, I was like, me knowing Madrid... In my head, I'm like, "What is? We're going crazy this offseason. We have to. It's not going to not. It's not going to not happen, right? So within Champions League was two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So in that time, it's we like have last month. We have acquired Jovic, Rodrigo, uh, Mendy, Militao. And there's one more big head on the list. So hazard. we've we've enforced ourselves. Oh, and, excuse me, Hazard, of course. <laughs> and there's one more big head beyond Hazard on the list. Um, some people are saying Pogba. Pogba has openly said he wants to leave. I wouldn't mind that. I'm not like. Pogba's a bit more polarizing than what I. When, before he went to Man U, I was like, I want Pogba. You know? But since he's been there, I, he, he's kind of like left a bad taste in my mouth. Although when he does play with France, he plays a lot better in my opinion. But he's just been kind of all over the place. And he hasn't been super consistent in my opinion. However, playing for Madrid could change that. Playing under Zizou could change that. Playing alongside Modric and Cruz and these fucking monsters. That's a different level, right? It's a different thing. So we'll see. So far, we've been lights out. We've kept a lot of our young core. We have a good amount of veteranship in there. Um, maybe Bale is is unhappy, but I don't really care. <laughs> um, overall, I'm just ecstatic, man. I'm super duper happy. My team is gonna be beastly next season. Uh, now, on the flip side, I'm gonna let you sound off on your on your gooners.
0: Well, I basically almost I feel like I've taken a year off of football <laughs> this past this <laughs> past year. I've just kind I of. I feel a little bit. I feel. I feel that way a little bit also. I kind of like really distance myself emotionally from everything. I just kind of just. I need a break. I'm not, <laughs> gonna, I'm not gonna. Watch the way I've watched in the past. like you see
1: what you do to people.
0: I just needed to kind of like reevaluate what was like important in my life <laughs> a little bit and it, it, a lot of it has to do with you know the new co- the new coach and and like a new squad of players that i haven't really like fallen in love with like the way i have previous squads it, it it's like i i don't i don't feel it like i have had in the past still love the team and always going to be a supporter but i'm just like i need to just kind of keep it at arms r- at arms distance yeah there were some moments where i was ecstatic like when we beat spurs yeah uh, I, I, we had a good run it during the season, and I mean, you guys started off very yeah, we, well. We yeah. had a rough, st- super rough start. It was yeah. like what Chelsea and City, the first two fixtures, yeah. and then we put a good run together.
1: Excuse me, you didn't start off very well. Yeah, but yeah, the
0: the injuries hurt us, and then you just see like how games. Th- like it was just very difficult. It was just these these struggling inconsistencies, and then January. And uh, who did we bring in from Barca, that kid, who who, he, who now says he was 50% at best? Oh, yeah. Um, in, in terms of fitness? Dennis, is Dennis it Dennis? Suarez. Suarez, yeah. Yeah, Dennis Suarez. Yeah, Dennis Suarez. And I saw that chance for window as an opportunity. Like, are we serious about getting back in Champions League? Like, we need, our, our squad's depleted. We need to invest if we want to get this top spot. Mm, didn't do it. Yeah, now and like and and then we're we're in the run of fixtures to close out the year doing pretty good and here here you get pulled back into it you get pulled <laughs> back <laughs> into caring I remember you get this. pulled back in like I remember we're kind of killing it we're kind of <laughs> we might get third and then we're in the spot where third place is in our hands <laughs> third place is in our there's hands there's 5 games left we have the easiest run of fixtures compared to our rivals so this is
1: hilarious because we're in this group chat with my cousins. And like, there's I don't know six of, seven oh, yeah. of us. Oh yeah, tell them about that. So there's about seven Lock. of us. One of my co- <laughs> one of my cousins, Sergio, who supports Juve. He's a we big. have a
0: lot of cousins. There's like eight of us.
1: Yeah. So, um, well, there's eight of us in the chat. There's way more of us that are out there, but just in the chat that are like we're really close. We talk about soccer and FIFA and all
0: classic Latin stuff. family.
1: Yeah, we talk about soccer more than anything. Um, but he's a Juventus fan, so he kind of kind of but he's he's used to like supporting a club that is successful that goes out and buys big players that has endeavor and wants to do well. Anthony doesn't support said club, right? So me knowing Anthony you know better than I know Sergio or better than Sergio knows Anthony. Sergio starts being very optimistic. He's like, "Dude, you guys got it. You guys are going to make the Champions Like, "I'll bet you, you know, 100 bucks or whatever the fuck you said." And I just start laughing because I'm like, "Dude, Anthony <laughs> I was like, you don't know, Anthony? Also, you don't know what it is to be an Arsenal supporter? He just doesn't get it. You just don't get you it? You don't talk that way. You, <laughs> <laughs> like you No, know,
0: There's no, like, diehard Gooners, like, dude, I think we're going to kill it. I think yeah. we're going to totally, like, I mean, like especially these days, you know? Of course. There's, there's a history of heartbreak with the team. Yeah. But anyway, go on.
1: So he starts kind of, he's being very optimistic. And I'm like, Sergio, shut the fuck up, dude. I was like, you don't, you don't know what you're talking about at all. <laughs> I was like, and you're making Anthony angry for sure, because I picture I Anthony reading it. this. I picture Anthony reading this, and his, I could just see his blood boiling. Like, <laughs> Dude, just shut up. I could, I could picture Anthony just saying, "Shut up," like just, like audibly saying that.
0: Like, so, I want to send him a DVD of two thousand seven, two thousand eight Arsenal season. Yeah. Of, I guess that, to me that was the last season where I was like, all in in love with the team and we were killing it mm-hmm. we were destroying teams yeah and after the the christmas break we there was like people in podcasting they have one hand on the title and then you shit you shit the bed yeah and your player gets broken in half and, and it's been that your captain's through. crying on the floor of uh, the field 10 years and later then, <laughs> <laughs> and then it's just hasn't gotten too much better since then yeah it's so been 10 years there was there
1: was there was that there was that and, and then when, when it finally happened, the, the season ended, and I was like, fuck, I'm sorry, I told you. And I was like, Sergio, I fucking told you. He's like, I'll never say anything about Arsenal again. Yeah, He's I'm like,
0: just like, just stop. I would be like, just stop. Just <laughs> shut your mouth. Like, that's enough. Like, you don't need to <laughs> – don't speak on this. You know, like, you have no place to tell me anything <laughs> about this team. I don't care how optimistic it is. Yeah. Ugh. yeah and then sure enough, like, he – he just finally he got him like oh damn like especially after the fucking Baku final that was a shit show. And oh like, my god! He was texting. He was texting like in the chat like, dude, what what one nil? Like they can come back and win two one. That's my prediction. Arsenal's gonna win the <laughs> two one. And I was just like three zero. It's and just, <laughs> <and> just like <laughs> two
1: minutes later. Yeah. <laughs> just what was. Okay, so I saw this clip. It was Hugh Wizzy who was watching this show. He's a famous YouTuber uh, for people who aren't aware. Uh, British YouTuber based out of London or based out of the UK somewhere, I believe London. Big Arsenal supporter. Mm Kind of made his name, I believe, playing FIFA and then kind of just being like commentary and doing things on the side. But he's good friends with The True Geordie, someone else I've kind of followed his career and supported him for a while. Love The True Geordie as well. He has this show where him and his friends basically sit down and watch games live, similar to like Joe Rogan's um, Fight Companion, where him and his homies they get drunk and just watch a watch a fight. Mm-hmm. Similar situation, but you can watch this live on YouTube. As uh, maybe you can do the Joe Rogan one also, but you can watch the tr- the True Geordie show also. Anyway, so they're watching the game, and this guy put highlights together of Hugh Wizzy's sort of uh, roller coaster of of emotions and screaming. And just basically, like at one point, he starts to like lose. You see him like really lose his mind because it's hitting him. You're getting scored on by Giroud. Giroud is like lighting it up for Chelsea against you in the European Cup final. Uh huh. Um, you're your one way ticket to make the Champions League, which you haven't been in over the past, what, two seasons?
0: Yeah, it's been two years now.
1: Okay. So now it's going to be three. Yep. Three in a row. So your one ticket in there is not there anymore because you're losing to a guy that you let go of, Mm -hmm. right? You're getting thoroughly outplayed. Hazard is doing Mm -hmm. whatever the fuck he wants to you. Hazard is literally... It literally looked like Hazard was just... I don't even know. Like, he was fucking... Like, taking the piss. That's Mm -hmm. literally the term. When I think taking the piss, that's what I think of, okay? So (laughs) that's what Hazard's doing. And you see Hugh Wizzy, like... Melt. His he starts having a, a mental breakdown because he also starts to realize, "Holy fuck, Spurs could win the Champions League." That that
0: honestly that <laughs> could, week, win,
1: could win could win the Champions week. League uh, it, uh, on the weekend,
0: right? That was such a point of like this could be on the brink of like full blown rock bottom, <laughs> full blown like <laughs> catastrophe. It would have been a catastrophe when I watched Ajax blow it. And 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 lose to Spurs the way they did. I was like, "Fuck! I can't enjoy. This is this is bad. <laughs> this is bad, 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 bad." Well, this is what this is what he
1: said. He's like, "We're finished. We're done." Yeah, He's like, "We're yeah. finished." I don't know. And he just kept going over and over. And you see everyone at the table just looking at him like, "Dude, sit down, have a drink, relax." And he literally just because
0: because like before it happened, it was like it's a final. Anything can happen. You sure. know what I mean? Sure. Liverpool beat Milan in that that you know. That, no, dude. You know, that, I mean, that, I don't think anyone. Shit, shit can happen in. A final. I don't think
1: anything was. I don't think anyone. I, I think maybe Liverpool was a bit favored in that match, but I don't. Wouldn't say that they were like. I was like super confident that Liverpool. Because, was yeah, because you never know what's yeah, gonna happen. I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't overly confident that they, that is gonna crush Tottenham. You know.
0: But anyway, like Arsenal, the last run of fixtures in the league, collapse, three losses in a row and a draw. It, it just unforgivable like how but then at the same time it's like the squad is so depleted they were so exhausted yeah they just could not get across the line it's like collapse. it's like someone in a marathon who's just all of a sudden like cramping and just like shitting themselves and they're dead and then it's like well we're at least we showed face against valencia played very well i'm like maybe we, we there's still hope for us that was a fixture, That was
1: honestly a fixture I did not think you guys were going to win. I was very surprised that you guys took points at Mestaya. Yeah, and you guys did well. I was very, very shocked. In
0: th- that gave Keep in mind that
1: Valencia team beat Barcelona in the Copa del Rey.
0: Yeah, keep that in mind. It, it wasn't anything to 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 scoff at. It actually gave you hope. Like, yeah. well, if we did that, well, we can take care of the business against Chelsea. We've d- Chelsea weren't overly confident. Like, I th- that didn't sh- lead me to believe that they were. Miles ahead of us. They had a rough season, too. Of course. So I was like, it's game on. And first half was like 0-0 still. And I was like, okay, cool, but we're in it. And then the full collapse happened. And (laughs) it's just like, oh, my God, like this was bad. And then you're stressing out about the Champions League final that's coming up on the weekend. And luckily that went Liverpool's way. But then after the fact, you read tweets from the Liverpool owner saying it like you know what very happy with the team happy they won the year Euro- the champions league but we want to win the league that's a, that's our primary focus and you read that tweet and then you look at the bozo that's just like has your team on like life support just to, f- to fund his other ventures doesn't didn't even bother to show up to the final and you're just like what's happening like what where <laughs> is this going you know like where are we going <laughs> you see what it, you you see all the other teams around you that care about winning and yeah. they care about winning trophies and that's a priority yeah and you see what it takes to get to that level and or then you see Arsenal and you read about the alleged 40 million dollar transfer budget and
1: 40 million yeah oh boy
0: because it, the way Arsenal structured uh, apparently is, we can only spend what we make, and there's no. It, it's just like on cruise control. I'm like, well, can't we turn? Can we accelerate? No, no, no. You're on cruise control. I gotta build my. I gotta build my Ram Stadium. <laughs> like, and the, and it's just so frustrating because there was that we- Wenger era with like when he played a lot of youth teams and he was like on a tight budget and was in still keeping the teams in Champions League because we we're paying for that Emirates Stadium. And then you hear, like, Amherst Stadium is pretty much paid off for. Her. Oh, but guess what? We're paying for an LA stadium now. So our hands are still tied by a guy that, to me, he doesn't see Arsenal as any more than just another asset, yeah. just another thing in his collection that he get generates re- well revenue from. Well, I mean, from. I think
1: you see that with a lot of, certainly a lot of American owners going. I mean, I shouldn't say that, because Liverpool's owners have done very well, I think.
0: Yeah, they, but their previous American owners yeah. didn't do too well. They well you look July. at
1: yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: and then United's going through. A certain look, certain at, I was just
1: going to say, look at United. United is. I don't think United's in any better of a place than. And we were, Arsenal you are. know,
0: twenty years ago, we were the teams to see. We well, were the teams constantly knocking heads for the for the league title. And now, you know, we, we got. Well, now you have too big, too fast, well, and everyone wanted a piece, I'll and they're what, like it's sinking be f- us.
1: Really fucking weird, man. Because obviously, Man City is doing Man City things. Yeah, Pep has his roots in that team, and they're flying. I don't know how the fuck they lost to. Uh, I don't know how they lost to Liverpool, but whatever. Um, they are. They're. I mean, they're doing incredible things. Of course, Liverpool don't look like they're slowing down in any way, shape, or form. they are doing fact, a lot of right things. In fact, they're. I would say they're fortifying, and yeah. then. Now you look at foreign investment coming to Newcastle.
0: That's what I was going to say. Yeah. I, if Newcastle gets the right investment, they're historically a, a big club. Yeah. And they have the supporters. Yep. and They have the history. Yeah. And boom, th- th- they're back in it. Yep. If Everton gets their shit together.
1: Chelsea, yeah. Chelsea's still there. Yeah.
0: But Chelsea's in a bit of turmoil, right? Because Abramovich, technically, he's, his relationship with the club has changed in the last few years. Oh, uh, okay. There's certain I things. Don't, I don't know too much about it. But I think, I, I forget, it's certain like political issues or something's going on between Abramovich and Chelsea that keep him out of it okay. the way he has been in the past. And I think that's why has also in line with Chelsea not being at the level that they once were. Sure. Even though but like now,
1: we'll say this I mean, they sold Hazard, but they still have yeah. a pretty decent team intact.
0: They're not going anywhere. They're still a top four contender say, for I sure. I wouldn't say
1: they're going anywhere. They're in the Champions League next season. <laughs> you know, so they're doing okay, and they have a lot of money. Uh, they just offloaded Hazard, which is pretty crazy. Um, and Spurs. Yeah. They're, oh, actually, I forgot Chelsea have a transfer ban. So I think they have a transfer ban till mm-hmm. whatever. And then Spurs, right? And then Spurs are still a, a solid team. Uh, that's like six teams ahead of you guys. It's just, it's just frustrating
0: because I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with the team, and I don't have a lot of hope. I mean, I don't. I would you say? Internet. Would you say this
1: is like the darkest period?
0: It's getting there. Yeah. I think if we miss another Champions League, and if we, if we don't pick up any silverware, not even if even if we don't win like a League Cup, it's just, it's just not looking good right now. It's it's just it's really rough because I do think Emery is a great coach and I think he's doing the what best he can. he can with what yeah. he has. I,
1: I I also I have to agree with that. I, you know I think a lot, but, but I mean I, I think I'm sure he, it's I strange think for
0: him coming from somewhere like PSG. Well, also to I think this. it's I think
1: it's just strange for him to. It's, it would have been strange for anyone to come into that that fill those shoes. You mm-hmm. know you're going into Arsene Wenger's house, the house that he built. You know the DNA, all that, mm-hmm. right? And then you're coming into a team that is not really there. You know what I'm saying? So it's it like not only is it hard when you come into a new situation because you gotta you gotta get your DNA into the club and really like turn it over as fast as possible, but when you're going into a club like that that really hasn't been at that level for a while and is kind of like in a bit of an identity crisis, mm-hmm. and falling in between these weird sort of moments of brilliance and the not and these inconsistencies and not playing at the highest level. Um, it's fucking extremely difficult. Yeah. Um so i i don't know how people shit on emery in my I mean in my opinion i think he has, he's in a very tough one of the toughest jobs in the world in my opinion. Yeah. So i th- it i think it's just it's just super hard uh to do that.
0: Um Well i mean what's interesting is before there were e- they even like kicked the ball last season. Th- this was what people kind of expected. This yeah. this finish. Yeah. Finish fifth and you know maybe a cup victory but but no one really expected too much what was uplifting was uh, there was moments where he was exceeding expectations yeah and that's what felt like beating really good Spurs, yeah doing
1: well against valencia things like that yeah for sure but i mean dude those are those are positives that you got to like look at and be like dude i mean that those are big those are big wins mm-hmm. like, you have to take some sort of positive from the shit ending and whatever you had you know but for me, it's wild, man. Um, the landscape has changed dramatically. Um, I think what's going to be interesting is how Spanish football changes for me also. Um, I think Ronaldo not being there has really caused an interesting void. Yeah, I see the rise of Valencia coming into play. Mm-hmm. Um, Griezmann, you know the Griezmann deal is not fully done? You know about this?
0: Yeah, I, I, I've I, I've heard that.
1: So Barcelona, the Barcelona president or director, one of them said that it's not done yet. They haven't spoken to him. Uh, so a lot of weird shit with that, because the Atletico director said he's gone.
0: The, yeah, he's been planning on going there since March or something.
1: Yeah, so I don't know what the exact situation... Griezmann himself has not said anything, Yeah. which is interesting. Um, I don't think that's a good place for him to go. Neither do if he wants I. he to go there, that's fine. Um, Barcelona are going to look very different next season, I believe. I believe uh, Luis Suarez might be on his way out also. Um, and then Madrid just... Taking over. Also, there's talks about Neymar going back to Barcelona, which I think is even more kind of eyebrow-raising because he didn't leave on the best terms. No. Now he's at PSG, and the PSG owners are basically openly calling him out, uh, kind of saying that they won't put up with his antics, and they want him to be a soccer player and not, you know, some whatever fashion model fuckboy. boy. <laughs> but yeah, there's uh, a lot of different spe- sp- special treatment that he gets playing oh well with there too. N- of course, of course. So y- the this is going to be an interesting, probably one of the more interesting transfer windows we've had in a long time. There's been a lot of movement already, and people are waiting. I, I feel like people are waiting until after Copa Mediga and after the Gold Cup to make uh, final decisions on certain players. But already, it's been quite quite the quite the window. And I mean, for me, I'm excited. I think, I think Madrid is going to be, potentially could win the Champions League next season. Um, I really think they're going to be that good. Uh, for people that don't know Jovic or haven't followed him, look him up he's a fucking monster i was
0: reading that he like that the medical staff in madrid were like shocked at his fitness yeah. levels
1: he's also like <laughs> he's got i love this vibe that he has he's like this uh ivan drago sort of like stoic i'm a killer you know like there's <laughs> there's all of these memes going out now because he's just like warming up before the game and like he just looks like he's gonna kill somebody it's fucking awesome um but then other players like miltao and rodrigo and mendy and all these guys um there's just gonna It's going to be an exciting new change. Um, some younger talent and then more depth of squad, which is what everyone needs, especially when you get into those deep rounds in the Champions League. You're going to need that, of course. It's a long season. So I'm looking forward to it very much for Madrid. We'll see how the rest of uh, everything else goes. But so far, so good. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here?
0: I don't know, man. I think I think this is a good start.
1: I think it's a good start, too. I feel pretty... Pretty confident. Um, How are your allergies? Good. Anthony has cats. I'm severely allergic to cats. But we're in a
0: room that's cat free.
1: Yeah. Also, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you about that after off camera. But um, yeah. Um, I feel good. Feel great. I like the space. Maybe we can spruce it up a bit more. Yeah, in time. In time. But uh, yeah, it's gonna be dope. I'm excited. Uh, we're gonna get some some interesting characters to call in. Also, we have some some good ideas with that. So it's uh, different for
0: people we know. Probably harass them over the phone.
1: <laughs> yeah, looking forward to to a lot more for sure. Uh, but until then, we will be back next week. Uh, follow us at, what is our Instagram?
0: Uh, Voyeurs underscore FC.
1: Voyeurs underscore FC.
0: Uh, we have a Twitter that's blank right now, but we, we're Instagram. Instagram's probably I feel like, like, like I
1: should take over that Twitter account. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm going to do that. Uh, <laughs> I'll do the IG. I have a lot of like interesting ideas for that. Cool. So uh, yeah, we're gonna be doing this thing. Uh, it's gonna be similar to what we did today, just talking about soccer, however the fuck we want. Um, we're not, li- you know, we're not saying I don't think we're saying anything like crazy or outlandish, but it's just you know things that we feel need to be said and things that we want to say just about keep whatever. Keep it fluid.
0: Like keep it whatever topical. Just, yeah. keep, just b- keep it versatile.
1: Anthony wanted to o- have some beers today. I am recovering from a very rough long weekend, so I didn't feel like drinking today. Um, but mm-hmm. we will maybe involve that. Yeah, in the we don't. Future.
0: Have to, it's our it's our gear, so we can drink around.
1: It. <laughs> we can drink about it, and <laughs> spill on it, and stuff. All right. Uh, on that note, we will catch you guys next week. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, we are Voyeurs FC podcast. See you guys later.
0: Bye.